Hello, this is Penn Gillette. If I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. The Libra Cube. That is a podcast we haven't heard yet. Might be good, might be terrible. The Libro Cube Podcast with host Jordan Maywood. All right, here we go. This comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood. You call hamburger steamed ham. Yes. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical LibroCuberist, the show that you are listening to, you one person who listens to this, hey, uh, is one in which I uh, discuss, nay, because it's not a discussion so much as a monologue, where I monologue. Uh, let me try to fix this mic here. Closer to mouth. All right. Better? Worse? Question mark? Good enough, you might say? A bit better, anyways. Uh, yes, as I was monologuing, huh? uh, a show in which I monologue all the media I have consumed so that it does not stay in the dusty attic of my mind. Uh, I know I say this at the top of a fair amount of shows. Uh, I do have shit to do, so I'm going to try to do this efficiently uh quickly um other words that mean similar things so uh you know wish me luck i suppose i will wish you not spoilerage in case you have um you know not consumed some of this media yourself i don't want to ruin it that's not what i'm here to do so uh yeah let me uh push a button like this oh shit monologue today's movie monologue sponsor is some face bathhouse some face bathhouse thank you for that sponsorship uh i think it's similar to last week if i do recall uh have only two movies yeah uh, light on the movies lately um both of these watched with the misses uh the first and foremost yeah i will say that uh spirited away from 2001 somehow some way i managed to through uh, uh cajoling bribery threats there was probably some threats involved uh got her to watch another anime movie um foolishly um you may recall because i think this may have been during podcast times pt um i got her to watch an anime um however the one i chose was grave of the fireflies which i had not seen but uh you know had heard it was good and it's you know among the ilk of good anime that people speak highly of however it is also one of the most depressing movies that has ever been made so uh we both bawled our eyes out and i think she sort of from that point was uh, slightly under the impression that all anime movies were incredibly depressing so refused to watch any um i have changed her mind on that front at least um she didn't dislike this movie which for her is a bit of a ringing endorsement she's uh i on the other hand i had seen it 
Um, I, I don't remember when. Some time between 2001 when it came out and 2020, which is the date today. Year, anyways. Um, during her family's move to the suburbs, a subtle 10-year-old girl wanders into a world ruled by gods, witches, and spirits, and where humans are changed into beasts. Oh. This is a Studio Ghibli, or Ghibli, if you prefer. Um, and uh, really just a, a, an incredibly beautiful movie, poignant um, funny at times, sad at times, just uh, incredible to behold, easy, easy for me to give a five out of five, um, a, a simple choice. And I think something that I'm, for some reason, I don't think I put this together in the initial viewing, whenever that was, but, um, maybe it was with watching it with the missus that this sort of came about, but, uh, reminiscent, yeah, that's probably the right word, um, of, uh, Alice in Wonderland a little bit, just in that a, a, uh, a little girl, just on the very base level of a, a little girl thrust into a sort of magical realm where she doesn't quite know all the rules and has got to sort of, uh, figure it out along the way, you know, if you want to boil it down to as simple as that. And I hope you do because I just did I feel a sneeze coming. Uh, let's see if we can not sneeze during our talk of Amityville, colon, The Awakening. Hmm. From 2017. Ah. A desperate single mother moves with her three children into the notorious, supposedly, hmm, spoiler, it is, haunted real-life Amityville house and try to use its dark powers to cure her comatose son. Things go horribly wrong. Um, okay, so I have a problem with that description in that it spoils the movie. <laughs> yeah, um, they move into this house, and one of the... the I, at least I warn of spoilers at the top of the show. This friggin' uh, description did not. Um, we don't know until you know very late in the movie that the mother purposely moved into this house in order to try to cure her son uh and yet uh, i'm glad i didn't read this beforehand because that was like one of the few surprises of this movie uh, like oh she did this on purpose okay well that's sort of interesting uh in an otherwise very rote um quintessentially horror amityville movie um uh, rating wise you no know, like I'll, I'll still go like a a not solid three uh, if you're unfamiliar with my rating scale, three is for enjoyed while watching, but probably wouldn't watch again. And uh, there was, you know, just a, it's a, it's a fine, you're not going to see anything really that you haven't seen for the most part, a uh, horror movie. Uh, well, which is probably not too surprising just for the fact that this is an Amityville, uh, uh, you know, it's an Amityville m movie. Of course, it's going to share similarities with all the way more than you think. Uh, Amityville movies that exist out there because there are a lot. Yeah, just go just go on IMDb and type in Amityville, and you'll be shocked at the amount of movies that come up that you've never heard of. Um, this probably should be one of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's push another button. Oh, look at that! We're moving along pretty pretty good here. Television Talk. Today's Television Talk sponsor is Telemericorp. Thank you for that 
sponsorship in which we're talking the television show workaholics seasons one to seven that's a lot of episodes that's a lot of seasons 86 episodes spanning seven seasons from 2001 to 2017 wow it was on for some reason i thought it was earlier than that like your early aughts it felt like uh maybe it's just the sort of uh uh, uh these this, this group this three stooges uh, of uh, bros um feels sort of of that era of the early aughts a little more than it does of 2017 for example uh and on that note <laughs> there is things that they do that are horrible and i think the reason that it could still be funny and it can uh is that they never really get what they want uh and there's another show where i've heard speak of this before where oh yeah it's, it's always sunny in philadelphia the similarities between the two in that you have a group of clearly horrible people and uh, trying to get through life by any means possible doing their horrible horrible things and uh rare if ever or never, hopefully never, I, I, I'm pretty sure maybe the answer might be never, do they get exactly what they want. They'll, sometimes they'll settle, uh, sometimes it'll explode in their faces what they're working towards, um, but, uh, and I think that's why it works, that we can sort of look at these horrible people, not want to be them, but still get laughs uh, from their antics of trying to uh, get by while being horrible question mark uh so they work at a uh well first and foremost uh, in their <laughs> rolodex of horribleness oh shit that's a good title all right <laughs> rolodex of horribleness well wow. every once in a while while recording the title will just hit you like that that one pretty good um is the fact that they work for a uh Oh, shit, what the hell is it called? Uh, let me see if they share. Telemarketing. Yeah, they work for a telemarketing company. Wait a second. That's who's sponsoring this episode. Huh. Conflict of interest, probably. Oh, well, they're paying me handsomely. Beautifully, even. <sighs> so, uh, that first and foremost. Although, they're really bad at their jobs, so that's in the grand scheme of telemarketers you probably want ones that are bad at it so they're not bugging you as much right um smoking drinking drugs yeah a lot of uh, similarities with uh, uh it's always sunny hmm. curious curious um rating wise geez i go like a solid four with some some ridiculous five out of five moments uh very much enjoy um workaholics Oh, look at this. Flying around. What am I pushing next? This one, I think? Game Gabin. Today's Game Gabin sponsor is an intersolar jug band. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, surprisingly, only three, or only two televisions and one, or sorry, only two movies, and yet I have three video games, which perhaps explains a little bit of the lack of movies, because I've been playing video games and watching Workaholics. Hmm, there you go. Uh, first and foremost, yes, uh, is The Outer Wilds. Oh, 
Oh, wait a second. Is this the right one? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I know there was some uh, Outer Wilds and Outer Worlds confusion because they both came out uh, within like months of each other. Just wanted to make sure I had the right uh, Wikipedia open because that's what I tend to do just in case I need a date. Like the fact that this came out in 2019. Okay, so I'm not exactly quick on the draw. Also, I usually don't uh, read it. I just have it open because, you know, it's like a like a Linus-like uh, 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 blanket. Comfort blanket, you might say. And I hope you do. Uh, yeah, so uh, this is a game in which you are exploring the solar system, the strange solar system you uh, find yourself in as a alien. Oh, yeah, you're in the body of an alien. Uh, you are playing as an alien is perhaps more accurate and um uh similar and this is not too much of a spoiler in that it will happen at some point fairly quickly um in your play of this game um the sun of the solar system somewhat soon into your playthrough will explode um and if you hadn't already died because it's a dangerous place out there you can um uh, you, you will uh, restart back where you sort of initially woke up and you are in a classic, classic time loop structure a la Majora's Mask, which uh, this made me want to play Majora's Mask, actually, which I got to look into. Uh, I know there's ways you can play it on your PC, although I suppose I could just play it old school, but I, I, I kind of want to play it with like mods and stuff like I feel like that would be a lot of fun. Anyways. So you are uh, in a time loop, uh, now having to figure out why it's happening, um, why the sun is exploding, um, exploring, uh, as I mentioned, the strange solar system in which you find yourself. Strange because it's, in terms of scale, it's very, very strange. Um, the planet you live on, you could sort of walk around it. It's almost like, oh shit, what is that from Dragon Ball Z? Where, um... Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Kakarot. <laughs> what the fuck? I can't believe I just called him that instead of his actual name that I can't remember. Uh, Saiyan Goku. Wow. <laughs> I remember that. That's probably very bizarre. If you know anything about Dragon Ball Z, the fact that I couldn't remember Goku <laughs> and yet remembered Kakarot, that amuses me. And I hope it does you anyways. Um, where he was on like that little planet with uh, the blue trainer guy. See, not good with names. Anyways, uh, that you could like sort of uh, run around it pretty quickly. And uh, same with all the other planets. There's there's some that are larger than others, but for the most part, um, some of them are even smaller. Like there's moons you'll have to go to. You're also a lot of the times going into these planets where there's like uh, cities inside, like destroyed cities and. Uh, remnants of a ancient alien race and then there's this weird like plant thing that's sort of growing in space that uh, is tardis like in that it's uh, bigger on the inside uh, and, and then there's like a seed from this plant that ends up on your home world um, which is worrisome because you eventually learn that uh, this is what destroyed the planet uh, that the the big version is on uh, basically I, I guess you could uh, boil it down to an exploration game uh, where you're going to all these planets and just looking for clues to what happened. Uh, the, the, the sort of end game, uh, I didn't get to. 
I, I will admit. Uh, I know what it is, uh, so I won't spoil it, but uh, the time I did have playing this was fun. So rating-wise, I think I'm going to go like a solid four. It was also very uh, beautiful. Um, the, the, the sort of art style and the, uh, of, of the varying planets and the, the NPCs you will run across and, uh, yeah, uh, I did like it. I, it didn't, I think I went into it maybe with too high expectations just because I remember when this came out, how cool I thought it looked. Um, yeah. Uh, what did I give it? Four? Yeah, that's about right. Moving on to Empathy colon Path of Whispers whispers yeah um this and the next game are two that came up um from uh what was it oh yeah it was a steam some steam event i think it was spring cleaning it was called where it was like um to earn points in the sale as you do um you had to uh uh, uh, uh install games that you hadn't played yet uh, and it was like to, you know, get them spring cleaned, I guess. Uh, and, and two of the games were this one and the next one. So I figured, eh, you know what? I had to install them anyways to get these points. I may as well play them now. Uh, and neither of them blew me away. Um, this one is reminiscent of a point-and-click adventure, but uh, it, it's got some, uh, s some cool mechanics, I will admit, um, where you are... Are you in a dream? Uh, again, I didn't play it uh, fully through because I'm not a professional and I don't have to. Um, where you'll like find the, I'll use the initial example. Uh, there's uh, in this sort of crazy dreamscape a uh, railway that's got uh, broken ties, and in order to get them cross, uh, to to get across from one side and the other, you've got to sort of assimilate the the knowledge you find embedded within tools of a, of a carpenter um, using some sort of a, a, almost like a what's that thing that the Ghostbusters use to measure a PKE monitor it's a little strange uh, and, and kind of cool and uh, I, I was a little curious what the whole story is but uh, basically um, trapped in this dream world where in the actual world uh, apparently humanity has gone insane uh, it's many layers deep and th the layers are not ones i was willing to penetrate apparently <laughs> for any length of time um once i sort of got over the initial oh, okay this is kind of cool um eventually it just felt a little boring so rating wise i'll go 2.999 repeating not quite a three it's fine you know what i i, I could picture l let me say this of it uh, I, could, I could picture a circumstance where i would play this more yeah uh and last but not least mm, yeah probably not least uh is grim dawn oh it's sort of a uh diablo uh with torchlight uh top-down dungeon crawler I uh, had some fun with that one, and uh, not dissimilar, uh, I, I could see myself playing it uh, in the right circumstance. It's just a, it's a little, uh, a little dated, and maybe I'm saving myself for Baldur's Gate 3 to be my next uh, game of this style, but 
I, I just couldn't quite uh, get into it. I, I was playing an occultist, so I could like summon some stuff, which is always a fun, uh, a fun way to go about these style games that I that I enjoy. Like your your necromancers, your summoners, your uh, in this case it was called an occultist. Uh, uh, even in like Borderlands, when you can have um, summonable things, I I, I kind of like that. It's fun. Maybe it's just fun to see. Uh, uh, NPCs fight each other, some, something to that effect that I enjoy, or the fact that I'm lazy, and uh, in real life, if I could summon things uh, to just do my bidding and just sit back and relax, I probably, not probably, I goddamn definitely would. Internet Intercourse. I like turtles. Today's Internet Intercourse sponsor is the Atomic Wrangler Casino. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, what do we have in this Internet Intercourse? Uh, first, a podcast, How Did This Get Played? Which I've spoken of uh, a couple of times. Uh, spoken of highly, you might say. Because I enjoy it so much. Well, basically that's what happens in the Internet intercourse segment is I find things on the internet that I enjoy and bring them back and talk about them. Uh, this one in particular caught my ear because <laughs> it's a podcast. <laughs> because uh, uh, they spoke of uh, The Last of Us colon Left Behind which was a DLC that I don't think I actually did play now that I think about it. Uh, I did play The Last of Us, did uh, love the hell out of it. Um, debating whether or not I should get it for my my PlayStation 4, which I never play. I, I just wish these came out on PC, and maybe they will eventually, like years down the road, and that's when I'll play them. I've done that for other games that uh, sort of people thought, oh, this will never come out on PC, and then, you know, years down the road it did, and... I'd much rather have them there where I can sort of like if I if I buy a game on PlayStation 4 and then I never touch my PlayStation 4 and in you know a decade's time I don't even know where it is uh you know that's no good whereas a PC uh, I, I can sort of always have that library uh, through Steam or you know whatever the case may be so there's just that was that thought in my mind. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. I don't know. Anyways, uh, the reason I'm we're not here to talk about that. Uh, the, the reason I like this one in particular was because um, uh, uh, one of the uh, hosts of the show, Heather Ann Campbell, um, speaking of how the uh, representation of a, a sort of a, a lesbian relationship within this game uh, affected her so deeply, deeply was just like uh, an incredibly moving thing to hear her talk about uh, as someone who has such a high love of video games and probably no, no, I was going to say probably definitely uh, has sort of taken it for granted being a, you know, middle-aged white dude, a lot of middle-aged white dudes in video games, both, you know, well making them and, uh, in them as protagonists. So I've never really had to think about, uh, am, am I represented in this video game? Because yes, I basically always am. Uh, whereas someone like Heather, um, that's a much more rarer, rarer, rarer thing 
and uh, a, a beautiful thing when it does happen and clearly affected her in a very, very strong way. And it was just a, a beautiful thing to hear her speak of. So uh, I mentioned it here. So you go listen to that and stop listening to this piece of shit podcast. Go listen to that really good one. Yeah. Moving on to a Fallout series from Amazon is brewing, apparently. Now, how television series, movies, video games, maybe video games can be. Anyways, how media is going to be made in these times is a, sort of a big question mark, I suppose. But uh, at the very least, the, the, this can happen. <laughs> it can happen uh and i'm very excited about that fallout uh, i'm sure it has come up on this uh, podcast innumerable times it's my favorite video game series uh so the fact that they're gonna turn it into a television show is very exciting to me so i bring it back here um questions about it i guess would be you have a lot of lore to pull from uh, a lot of years uh, in which this can take place in the sort of lore of forgotten uh, forgotten realms i was gonna say <laughs> in the lore of fallout um some speculation i have seen and sort of my initial thought was that because fallout new vegas was a lot of fans favorite within the series probably myself included um, that would be a cool place to have the series taste play, t- uh, take place. Or, ooh, does it start, is that sort of Fallout 76-ish in that it starts with the initial, maybe they have to do that, actually. Hmm. Yeah, does it have to, does the show have to start with the initial sort of bombings and such? Hmm, <laughs> curious. Um, one thing I hope they do, which, hmm... I almost feel like they won't. <laughs> I don't have high hopes, but I hope they do. Uh, is focus a lot of their their writing energies, let's say, uh, around the fact that Fallout, and one of the reasons it's my favorite, is because they interject it with um, strangeness and comedy, and strangeness that leads to comedy. It, it's there's there's odd things in these games, odd little Easter eggs, odd little just stuff that doesn't make sense anywhere other than a fallout game so i hope they don't try to make this a serious thing yeah because fallout can be serious but very frequently is not it's it's over the top ridiculous (coughs) like that was yeah so uh, i i hope they stay true to the uh to the material and don't make it a sort of a dark and dour thing uh, a dramatic uh, uh, serious 100 percent of the time thing uh, i don't think i would like as much I'd, I'd, hey i'd still watch it uh and lastly uh but probably leastly uh why am i interested in the doctor respect doctor disrespect twitch ban yeah so this is more of a psychological question i guess than anything uh if you haven't heard um the uh, twitch streamer known as dr disrespect was recently banned from twitter and uh you know things like that happen uh i guess on a semi-regular basis people get banned from sites sure now 
I, I can't think of a time where the band has been for such a sort of high profile uh, individual combined with the fact that it's been uh, a week, maybe almost two weeks at this point, and no one knows why. Uh, uh, he released a statement saying even he doesn't know why, and that seems unlikely that that is the case, let's say. Um, so, you know, I, I find myself, you know, every couple of days I'll, I'll just like type in Dr. Disrespect Band. Why? And I feel like with this sort of thing, eventually something's got to come out. Like eventually doesn't he have to sort of release a statement saying what happened? Uh, there's some thoughts that it is something, uh, some legal thing, uh, or, or something with the FBI with an ongoing investigation or the, the, there's, there's a million theories sort of up in the air, which is perhaps why I have an interest in it. All these sort of uh, thoughts and ideas floating around about it is just sort of interesting. Uh, I'm not usually someone who's interested in drama. Hashtag drama. Uh, however, uh, for some reason, this one is. Uh, it's, it's just like, what is going on? And uh, I don't know. I don't know why. What I do know, oh, segue, oh my god, what a horrible, horrible podcast. Uh, what I do know is that it's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day. You ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come and be, won't it be fine? The best is yet to come. Live long and prosper.